I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors. We get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Just to remind you of what The Win is all about. People ask me all the time, what is this whole show about? This show is really about being an entrepreneur, going out there on your own, saying yes to yourself and fighting for yourself. And I know personally Sometimes you need to hear that over and over again of why you're an entrepreneur, what you're doing and why you're going out there on your own and saying yes and giving services to other people. So I just want to say that anytime you say you're an entrepreneur, anytime you say, hey, I'm going to build myself and build yourself as an entrepreneur, you are a winner in that moment. So just want to shout out to all the entrepreneurs. And I'm going to explain to you, I'm going to have my amazing guest on. Linda, are you there? I'm here. I want to introduce you to not only an amazing bad A mofo girlfriend, but also someone who's my friend and my personal business, my personal nutritionist (laughs) coach. You are my coach in a lot of ways, and you're also right now my nutrition coach specifically. Linda, welcome to the program. Thank you. Yeah, I'm super excited to interview you today. This whole show is going to be about you, and I'm explaining to people who you are. All right, so Linda Stevens is an IBB Pro figure. We're going to talk about what the heck that means, because a lot of people don't know what that means, an IFBB figure pro a competition prep coach, personal trainer, and holds a master's degree in nutrition. Linda also writes and blogs for Muscle and Fitness, Hers, Oxygen, and Strong Magazines. She also does motivational speaking on health, wellness, nutrition, and women's empowerment. And as of the end of May, she just completed another IFBB Pro season. And see, let's talk about some of your IFBB Pro wins. You have some here in your bio, but can you just share a little bit of some of your wins you've had with IFBB Pro? Yes. I competed four years as an amateur in the NPC, which is the National Physique Committee, which is the amateur division of the IFBB. So in order to turn pro and step up to the IFBB, you need to win a national show where they hand out pro cards. Mm. So it took me about four years as an amateur figure competitor to do that. In 2014, 
I earned or won my pro card at the North American Championships in Pittsburgh. I guess my pro debut was 2015, the New York Pro, actually, May. And I love the show because it's just, it's always been a lot of fun. It's in my hometown. Well, I live right outside of New York City. So it's usually either in Teaneck, New Jersey, which is right outside of New York City, or this year it was in White Plains, New York. So it's close to home and it's my clients can come, people, supporters. Mm-hmm. Normally I'll travel to other places. I've traveled to Tampa. I've traveled to Virginia, Pittsburgh to do pro shows. So a lot of people, you know, family and friends, it's hard for them to attend. A lot of people listening and going, what in the world is she talking about? NPC, <laughs> IFB, blah, blah, blah. A lot of, lot of letters. A lot of letters. Let's just kind of go to the basics. Let's just say mm-hmm. this. If you're looking at Linda, you, if you're listening on the radio or on the podcast or iTunes or iHeart or Google Play, then you don't see her. She's this very strong, muscular, <laughs> feminine woman. She's very feminine too. A lot of people have this view of like, if you're muscular or not feminine, which is so untrue. Correct. What had you go on this path? This is a very particular path in life that you're like, I'm not only going to compete, I'm going to compete in the amateur world, which we call the NPC, and then go to that next level. Because it really is a massive, massive mental, physical, spiritual time commitment. Yes. And people always ask, why do you do it? Is there money involved? You know, do you make money from this? So I just kind of, from that view, why, why do you do what you do? I compete for myself. Mm. It directly does affect my business as a nutritionist and a personal trainer. My client base is really a, a great mixture of all different walks of life. I have competitors, other competitors, bikini girls, figure girls, men's physique competitors. I have your average everyday person that just wants to lose weight, wants to build muscle, wants to feel better. Maybe they have a health issue that they need to fix, high blood pressure, you know, heart disease, obesity, things like that. I work with kids. I work with families, help them figure out how to eat right. So I'm lucky because I get to do a lot of different things with a lot of different people. And competing definitely draws people to me because they see me on stage. They know how old I am. I'm 49. I'll turn 50 next year. And she looks amazing. I didn't believe <laughs> when she told me that when I met you at the Arnold. You, you told me your age. I'm like, what? You're lying, <laughs> I know, I say that girl. How'd that happen? I don't know. Oh, exactly. Like, I don't even know I'm that age either. I was like, hello, gorgeous. Hello, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> so competing, is there money involved? Yes, there definitely is money involved. On the pro level, if you place in the top three, you win money. Okay. So first, second, third place, they get a check. Everybody else is like, you get a thank you wave. So um, <laughs> Bye-bye. So See you later. Get to place in the top three. I'm hopeful. But um, I usually, I think the best placing I've had so far, I did the Tampa Pro. I did a master's class in 2015. I placed eighth. Mm. Most of the time I do figure open. And that means it's all age groups. So I could be up there with a 20-something, a 30-something, a 40-something, you know, anybody. Does that scare you? I mean, as an entrepreneur, you're up really against someone who's almost half your age. No, it's actually fun because sometimes I beat some of them. (laughs) (laughs) So and and it's a show. I definitely did this one. There were definitely a few girls that were much, much, much younger than I am that I placed over. So it's kind of cool. And it's and I don't mean it to sound mean for that to sound catty or anything. Well, it should. You're 48 and you're looking better than the 20-somethings. I think that's awesome. You got to own that. (laughs) I do own that. And it's it's a little bit of a rush. It's very fun. Yes. You know, I like to get up there. 
in the open class and see how I turn out against everybody else. But now as a pro, it's like just being able to get through prep and do the, and, and, and do the whole, the whole preparation and get on stage and stand with such an elite class of athletes is already a win for me. I feel like I am already a winner because I can stand under the international federation of bodybuilding banner with these women that are just lights out and I can be part of that team. It's great for my business. And I've had people from all over contact me over social media at the show. People were coming up to me that I didn't know that told me they followed me and they were so happy to finally meet me and see me on stage. And I've had wonderful emails and letters from people. And so it's just, you know, it's, it's a real whole, it's a whole experience. I know how I look to other athletes that inspire me. So for me, when I meet, if I meet Nicole Wilkins or any other top figure athlete, it's just, it's very inspirational for me. So when other people come to me and say they feel that way about meeting me, you know, it's definitely heartwarming and it makes me feel good. And I want to help people feel good and feel better. So tell, let's talk about your business. What do you do for people right now? What is actually your business? I mean, personal training, they, people have a yes. particular view what that looks like. You know, you go to some big box gym and you have some girl talking, saying over you saying, pull that weight or something really boring. But I think you're way more than that. And I know that about you. But tell, tell people what you do for people, not only locally, but also all over the country, over the world. So the way I like to run my business, if someone's not here locally close to me, and I can't see them and be hands on with them, I will work with them online. And I do have a fair amount of clients that are around the US. You know, we'll go back and forth over Skype, we'll mm-hmm. talk on the phone, we can email, I make, I write them out a whole program, training, diet, nutrition, everything. We check in, you know, three days, four days, five days, whatever the goal is. And I work with them that way online. So a lot of it's email, a lot of it's FaceTime. You know, I've had great success working with people that way. Everyone, just let you know, I'm a client. So I feel like I should <laughs> say that. So I am a client, full disclosure, which I would never not, not full disclose that. Um, I absolutely love it. I've already lost, what we like, 10 pounds. Um, yes. I'm on a figure competition prep diet to be on stage here soon. Um, hopefully everything works out and I need to get in a tiny little bikini and have someone put bikini butt stuff on the back of my butt and look really good um, one day. <laughs> That's what it's all about. And I'm definitely doing the NPC, which is not the IPB Pro. I'm ne- not the level that she's at. But I can relate to what you're saying about doing the show for you. Yes. And doing it because you want to do it and it makes you feel good. And you do feel that you empower people and you empower women. And I kind of want to go dive more into that. How did you get started in this? Did you go to college and say, I want to do this for a living? Or take us back to Linda in college. Linda in college didn't want to go to college first. <laughs> and then Linda went to a junior college for fashion merchandising. And then Linda took an economics class and she really liked it and switched her major to business, transferred from the school she was in and went into a four-year college in New York, graduated with a business degree with a minor in economics. And worked on Wall Street for, I don't know, 15 years, from like 20 to... And what did you do for Wall Street? That's really cool. (laughs) I worked, um, I was an institutional equity sales trader. So I was a liaison between the institutional client and the institutional trader. So I gave them research and tips and everything that we thought was going on with the markets to help them make purchases for their institutions. So at the time, I worked for like Scudder and Jim Cramer was a client of ours. And I worked for Smith Barney downtown in New York City. Did that for a while, then eventually transitioned to UBS, and I worked on the equity derivatives desk as a business manager for a couple of years. Then I had a child, and I, I, I left that world. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood.
Are you a business owner that has a website but not tech savvy? Do you feel like a hostage to your web guy? The better question is, do you have a money funnel so people come to your page and give you money while you sleep? No? Then go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Imagine having a money site, not a website, for your self-published book, e-commerce products, local practitioners like chiropractors or lawyers. Get a money site, not a website. Go watch free video at heathermakesyoumoney.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Do you miss that world? Because that's a very fast-paced world. I do not miss it. I loved it when I was in it because I was single for a while, and then I was newly married, and I didn't have kids, so it was a completely different mindset that I had back then. It was just about, I worked you know, 12, 15-hour days out at night entertaining clients, making lots and lots and lots and lots of money, but yeah. it's just, it's a tough tough world. And I, I wouldn't want to do that again, but it was fun when I did it. I loved it. So I've never been to Wall Street, except a couple <laughs> of weeks ago, I went to New York, as you know, because you know, we're talking, yes. but I um, went to go visit a friend of ours in New York and his office is literally on Wall Street. Did you know that? I know that. Yes, I did know that. So, I yeah. haven't been to his office, but I know where it is. So into his office and it's actually in one of the Trump Towers and on Wall Street. That's fine. <laughs> and I had never been there. And I remember I had to step out and actually get a, a Uber to go to get to the airport from, from the office building. And it was like noon, you know, on a Friday or something. And just the energy, it was just off the chain. You know, the Wall Street energy, as I was literally in the middle of the day, it was a gorgeous day outside, it was like 60 degrees. Friday noon, and it was just like this hustle, you know, that was just, oh, yeah. whoa, it was just, the energy was crazy. I literally was right on Wall Street, and I thought, wow, this is intense. You could feel it the energy. Intense. It was very intense. Of course, no one would look at you when walking by at like a thousand miles an hour, and I'm standing there, and I'm not moving, and I kind of had this dazed look on my face, like I'm looking up at the stars, like, oh, this is so cool. And you could tell everyone around me, is like, will you just move out of the way, please, you know? Yeah, so I, I kind of had this giddiness on my face because I'm like staring up and taking a picture of the sign that says Wall Street. You know, That's someone's great. like, will you just move, lady? But it was a very high energy. I would have loved to have done that in my 20s and early 30s. I think that would have been a pretty good experience. Do you take that experience into your entrepreneurship now? Absolutely. When you work in that world, that, that Wall Street world, it is so fast paced and it is so high energy and there's no sitting around. There's no taking a lunch, a leisurely lunch. You know, you're eating at your desk. You get a sandwich in one hand, you get the phone in the other. So I, it definitely gives you a strong, you have to have a strong work ethic if you're going to be in that financial world. And it definitely carries over now because I'm just so driven. And what I need to put into my life more is probably a little bit more downtime than I allow myself because I, I tend to work like all day, even at night. And I'm typing emails and writing diets at 9.30 at night, 10 o'clock at night. Clients are texting me. So um, I think that's just my mindset. I'm just a very high energy person. So it definitely has spilled over because I feel like I'm an, almost an overachiever. I just, I want to service everyone. I want everyone to have great service, great experience with me, great success. So um, that comes from those days. Of I think one of the things I love about you and us talking and just connecting is you're one of the fewest, if not the only, but I'll say fewest just in case I might have met somebody along the way fewest trainers I've ever met that really treats it like a business and not a hobby. Right. You know, there's a lot of trainers I've met just in passing or at, at the gym. You could tell it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's more of a, they like the gym, so they might as well be a trainer. Right. And I think a lot of times also that 
a lot of trainers are young. They are they're, young. They're younger. They're in their twenties. And you know, I mean, it's, you're just, it's a completely different space that you're in when you're in your twenties than for me now being in my forties. So, you know, and I'm responsible for, you know, I got to pay my bills and I got to raise my kids. So, I mean, it's, it's a business and I want to be successful. And if I'm successful and you're happy and you look great, people are going to go, Heather, you look awesome. What did you do? Oh, well, I work with my coach, Linda Stevens. She's great. And they'd be like, I want her number or let me look her up or, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. it's good for me. I mean, that's it. I mean, referrals, right? I mean, that's how it goes. So it, is, it goes. And it's true. It's like, as I, um, and I just got a compliment yesterday while I was at the gym. That said, oh, you've looked like you've lost weight. And that's, yes. I didn't do a commercial for you. I didn't like bust out and go, it was Linda, you know, but uh, I just said, thank you. I'll tell Linda later. So that is a very good compliment. And even for myself, I mean, I work out all the time. And I think that you bring a different level to the conversation. You bring a very mature conversation. You know that I'm in my 40s. You know that I'm a woman. You know that I'm stressed out. I have a life. I have businesses. So you bring some realisticness to the conversation versus in my experience with younger trainers, they don't have that. They don't have that. Oh, you work, you know, 80 hours a week. You have a life. You have a family. You have kids. You have this. You have that. You have all these stresses. I don't really understand it. You still need to get your, you know, protein in. It's like, well, (laughs) how do I do that? Exactly. And your cardio. (laughs) And my cardio, which I haven't done today. So I think you bring a different level to it. But what was interesting about meeting you and I, I find really fascinating from an entrepreneurial level was your background was in Wall Street. So that time frame in your 20s and early 30s really created the, the momentum and the structure for your life for you to yes. bring into other areas of your life. You know, I think that's really important. It definitely gives you a confidence too. I mean, you yeah. have to, in order to survive in the, in the financial world, you have to have a confidence about you. I mean, if you're not confident, you're just going to get steamrolled. You know, you won't make it. And back then too, I mean, it's the same way now, but you know, most of the traders were men and, and, yeah. and they're pretty rough, you know, and if you did, if you weren't able to roll with it, you weren't going to make it. So you either, you either thick skin and you, and you handle it or you're not and you're out. I think on top of that, it's the New York style. Right. <laughs> New York, I mean, even I was only there for like 48 hours and I could already feel myself like, what are you doing? Why are you looking at me that way? I'm like, oh, I'm so, you know, and it's definitely I, an attitude. It is definitely an attitude. An attitude. I remember getting into like a few Ubers and the constant comment I get from people there, again, I was only there for 40 hours, like, wow, you're so nice. And I don't <laughs> consider myself a nice person at all. I mean, I'm oh, cordial, but I'm not like nicey nice. And I go, really? I go, I don't think that I'm nice. I think you guys are just really mean to each other. <laughs> He's like, yeah, there's some truth to that. So anyway, back to you. So you are a contributor for a couple big time magazines. Who are they? Muscle and Fitness Hers, and I've done. I've also done some things in Muscle and Fitness, which is their regular uh, edition. And I also have contributed to Oxygen Magazine and just recently Strong Magazine. So those are three pretty international, you know, high-profile women's fitness magazines. I've done a lot of print articles for Muscle and Fitness Hers, and I blog for them pretty regularly. So yeah, and it's it's fun. I love it. What do you find the biggest challenges are for women now? Because things have changed a lot in the bodybuilding space the last couple, 10, 15 years, I think. That's from my view. And I'm not in the world as much as you. So I want to get your take on that. But also, what do you think has changed in the fitness space for women today? Women today, I think you see, you know, it it probably depends on on what part of the country you live in. I'm sure if if you're on the West Coast, you you see a lot of fit people. Out here in the Northeast where I am, you know, you see a fair amount of fit women. Everyone's running and taking care of themselves and in the gym and probably even where you are too in Texas and maybe parts of Florida. I think there are pockets in the country where you find 
women are very fit. And I, I think women are more are taking more charge of their life in, in lots of ways. Financially, mm-hmm. I think taking care of their bodies, you know, around here, you, you see a lot of fit women. It goes with, conf- with confidence. And I think the more fit you are, the more confident you are, the more good you feel, the better you feel about yourself. And I think that just, and then that spills over into everything else. So I think women are not as afraid anymore of building muscle. Although I say that sort of hesitantly because I still do get a fair amount of people that are like, I don't want to be bulky. I don't want to lift the 20 pound dumbbell because I don't want to get too big. And it's like, you know what, if it were that easy, you know, I wouldn't have been lifting weights for the last seven years trying to put muscle on. But I think that women are embracing weight training more nowadays because Mm -hmm. they realize that it'll boost their metabolism. It'll shape their bodies. So yes, it's great to be cardiovascularly fit. It's great to run and and do all the, you know, cardiovascular moves. If you want to have a shapely figure, you really need to lift weights and build a little bit of muscle. I'm not saying bulky and be man-like. You want to have like a little shoulder cap or a little bicep, a little tricep, maybe a nice little sweep to your quad. You You want to have a little shape to your body. And I think women are embracing that more now. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own business? Then now is the time to start and grow a business. Hi, I'm Heather Havenwood. And as a female entrepreneur and business coach, I can help you double your income and triple your time off. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session with me personally. Go to coachwithheather.com. That's right. Go to coachwithheather.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Weight-bearing exercises do build bone mass. So as we age, we lose bone mass. So Mm -hmm. we want to fight osteoporosis and all the other, you know, diseases that affect bone mass. So I think women are embracing it, weight training a lot more now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I get that. I mean, to this day, I, I mean, I work out at Gold's Gym. And there's still a very masculine <laughs> when, you know, because I work out in the, you know, the where the weights are, not the machines, you know, it's like where the weights are. And it's <laughs> still very, uh, at least where the gym I'm at, I'm not saying all gyms where I'm at. It's still like I walk over there and you could smell the the man. <laughs> yeah. <it's> still- <laughs> You're like, nice smell, guys. Really? You know, I want to th- start spraying vanilla or something, but <laughs> they all geek out on me. Um, so I think it's still there, but there is there is there is a lot of women I know that when we go to the, the NPC shows, I mean the bikini. There's different levels. I want you to explain to people what the different levels are. But the, when I when I go to the shows and the the level called bikini, I like explain that there's like 250 women. It's crazy. So explain to the different levels. So people understand that the different the different levels for women for women in in the competition world are bikini, um, which is you know, a somewhat muscular look, you know, yeah. if, you know, if you go to an MP, here's the deal. If you go to an NPC show and you go to watch the bikini class, you're going to see some girls that have muscle that have abs and they have shoulders and have this and hamstrings. And then you'll see girls that are a little bit smoother that don't have that, but also do well. So it's kind of a mixed bag. It's very subjective. The judging is very subjective. Some judges like that. Some judges don't. It just depends on what judges show up that day and who they pick for the lineup. But bikini basically is supposed to be like, a nice beach body. You're slender, you're toned, you have a, you have nice glutes, you have a nice booty, you know, your legs are nice, you know, there's, you're smooth, you're tight, you're fit, and you look good. Then you step up to the next level, which is figure, which is what I do, which is more of an athletic feminine look. 
So we have more muscle. We have more um, shoulders, lats. We do different poses to expose our lat spread and our delts and our glutes. And that's figure. It's supposed to be more athletic, more muscular. Still pretty. We do our hair, our makeup, earrings, shoes, all that. Um, then you've got the next level after that is phys- women's physique. Women's physique, they carry even more muscle. And they don't wear shoes, but they do wear the shiny, the blingy suits, and they will wear earrings and jewelry. And they do more bodybuilding poses, where figure and bikini do not. Women's physique will do more bodybuilding poses, and they do a routine, a 30-second or a 60-second routine like the men do. And then there's also the fitness category, which is not so prevalent anymore, but you will still see it. You see it at the Olympia. You see it at the Arnold. Those are the girls that do the floor routines with the backflips and the one-arm push-ups and the splits and all that. So those are the classes for women. They used to have women's bodybuilding. Some shows still do, but it's very rare now. They've taken women's bodybuilding out of the Arnold and out of the Olympia because it's just not that big of a draw anymore. So they've kind of replaced it with women's physique. Those are the female classes, bikini, figure, physique, and fitness. Got it. And what, and what level are you so people understand your figure? I am, I am a figure competitor. Okay, got it. Yeah. I'm a figure competitor. It's funny. People are like, figure? Like figure skating? I'm like, no, no. <laughs> figure skating? <So>. Ching, ching. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely more than that. You know, um, I've really gotten into the NPC and I think it's awesome. The bikini, I, I tried to get into the bikini, what they call the bikini world. I call it the just looking smoking hot in a bikini look. That's really what I know. They look smoking hot and it's all they about, do. you know, shake that thing, girl. You know, it's it's fun. I don't think I have that body. So definitely figure for me. And yes. I, I, when you see the women who are physique, who are just really masculine and, and women say, oh, I don't want to look like that. You know how what it takes to look like that? That is just, it's so hard. <laughs> it's, it is. I mean, like I said, I've been competing since I was 42. I mean, I've always been fit and toned and in shape, but I mean, I've really had to put some muscle on over the years to compete with these figure girls. Because when you step, you, know, you can do a local show and you qualify for nationals. And I remember qualifying for nationals because I won like a local show. And then I stepped up and went to a, a national level show where they were handing out pro cards. And you know, it was the first time I did it in 2010 or 11, whatever it was. And I thought I was, you know, oh yeah, here I come. And I got my clock cleaned. And, and I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, it was like, I laugh now, but at the time I was like, oh my God. You know, I, I thought I was really good and I placed like last, you know? So it was like an eye opener. And then, and then I was like, I've said, I'm quitting. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not doing this. And then after I, I ate and slept a little bit and started to feel back to normal, I'm like, you know what? I want to know why. And I found you know, I got feedback and, and then I just kept trying to improve. And every time I did a show, I'm not just, not to say I didn't get disappointed, but it's all about improving. I always tell people that I help that are competitors, look, try not to take it to heart, try to learn, try it so we know what we, we need to improve for the next time. And it's just a gradual process of improving. It's all about improvement. I remember when I did my first show, which was a long time ago, I didn't know what I was doing. I get there, I didn't know we were supposed to be tanned. Um, <laughs> I had to borrow some girl's bathing suit because I came in a one piece. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> this That's is a long time ago. And I, I quit after that because it was so frustrating for me. I didn't know what I was doing. But now, of course, I'm going back on stage years later. But yeah, it can be overwhelming. What's really cool for me that I that I want to share with people and in wrapping it up is that I one of the things I found the most eye-opening when I was doing the shows is how much the women are so supportive of the other women. Yes. That is that really opened my eyes. 
because I really thought it was going to be like a backstabbing kind of thing. You know, these all these hot smoking women in these tiny bikinis, and they're just loving on each other. Like, oh, you look amazing. You look great. Oh, my God, you look great. I'm so proud of you. And they were all so supportive and just loving. And there wasn't any, and whoever won, won, you yep. know, and they just were like, you did great. Congratulations, you know, or hey, you didn't, it's okay. You do it next time. It just was so supportive. That was probably the first time in my life that I've been in, around these amazing, gorgeous, beautiful women and how supportive they were of each other, no matter who you are or where you came from or age. It was awesome. It's a great, um, it's a great camaraderie. And even being at the New York Pro this past weekend, I saw um, some of my friends that live around here and we chat once in a while, but I, I haven't seen them since actually I did the New York Pro last year. And it was so wonderful. We sat together at the meeting and we talked about our kid. We even talked about competing while we're sitting there in the meeting waiting to get our numbers. We're talking about our kids and who's doing what. And someone, someone's daughter had a dance recital the next day. And all she wanted to do was eat a burger. And, you know, we were just, we were talking about all that stuff. And I was talking with one of the competitors last night, actually, we were texting and she's doing the Puerto Rico pro, which is in a couple of weeks. And she's like, June, tw- the week after I get back, she's like, let's get together. So we're going to meet up and probably at Bev's in Long Island and we'll lift and go have lunch. It's so awesome. I mean, uh, some of my best friends I met through the competition world. And one of my best friends was with me. I met her standing in line at Masters Nationals like five years ago. Yeah. And we just became friends and we stayed friends forever. So, um, and she knows everything about me and I know everything about her. And we're just, it's a rewarding experience, whether you place first or last, or you're in the middle you need to take in the whole day because it's such an amazing experience from the people, the people that tan you and help you and glue you and all that stuff. I have a great picture of Heather. I sent it to you, I think, and I put it on my Facebook of this wonder. Her name's Heather too. Also Heather, one of the pro tan girls who are, who are amazing. And she was gluing my suit onto me and she was doing my butt. So she's like, you know, lean forward, like you're doing a deadlift. And I'm like, all right, Heather, I go, give me a butt lift. And she's like, all right, baby. And she she put that suit on my booty and I turned around and she's like, your butt looks great. I'm like, it does. Thank you. So, and, and, and they walk around all day. NPC news walks around and takes candid pictures. And, and that's one of the candids they grabbed of me bent over with her, like gluing my suit to my butt, but it's a, it's a funny picture. So if anyone's listening and they're on Facebook, take a look at it because it, we were laughing. Everybody was laughing. It was just fun. It's really fun backstage. It is, a, it is fun back, it is fun backstage, but um, I just love what you're doing. I just want to shout out, where can people find you if they're saying, hey, I'm interested in just losing a couple pounds or a couple inches and, you know, how can they find you? They can find me on my website. You can go to my website one of two ways, Linda M. Stevens, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-S.com, Linda M. Stevens.com or figurefitnesstraining.com, both uh, links will get you there. So, and you can find me on Facebook under Linda M. Stevens, Instagram, um, I'm IFBB Pro Linda Stevens. Figurefitnesstraining.com, which is what yes. I, I like. I know you do. <laughs> I like that one <laughs> only because um, I love Linda M. Stevens. I love your name, but Stevens can be spelled different ways, right? So, yes. P H E N S. Okay. Well, I just want to shout out you're amazing. Linda's also a full time mom of two kids and, and, and resides in Fairfield County. And she's just real, you know, I think one of the things about the, the show world, uh, NPC and IFBB is people see these beautiful people and they think, oh, they must be, you know, know. a particular way. I don't even know what they think, but they must be, and they're just not, they're grounded, they're down to earth because as an entrepreneur, you know, how you are with your body and how you are with your business is, it's very similar. You know, if you treat your 
if you treat your body badly and and damage it or just don't focus on it, it kind of comes out in your business. I just believe that. I mean, I, I, I just that's my personal view. I think based on how you feel physically is how it spills over into the rest of your life. So if you feel yeah. crappy and like garbage, yeah. everything else is going to suffer. But if you feel strong mind, strong body, I'm going to, you know, I'm woman, hear me roar. You're going to take everything by the horns and, and make it work or, or at least try to make it work. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you very much. You can check out Linda at lindamstevens.com. This is Heather Havenwood with The Win. You can check out our episodes at heatherhavenwood.com forward slash podcast. All right, till next time. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Hi, ladies. So I started a Facebook group about my personal health journey and goal to step on a fitness stage in August of 2017. Join me and my IFBB Pro health trainer as we show you behind the curtain of what it really takes to be a figure competitor and be healthy as a busy woman over 40. Go to SexyBossSlimDown.com, SexyBossSlimDown.com. Be the boss of your life. You're listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Welcome to another edition of Heather Highlight. Here at The Win, I get to ask the experts about themselves, their stories, their views. And in this Heather Highlight, I am interviewed and probed about my story, successes and failures. So enjoy. Um, so how did you get started? Why did you make the jump from corporate to solo business? Yeah, absolutely. So again, another really weird challenge. I was, I was the number one in sales at Southwestern Bell Riles, which is the SBC global company, Fortune 500 at the time in 1999. And I was in business to business sales, outside sales as they call it. Right. And I was the only female sales rep in the office. The other females in the office were like customer support, right? Um, or secretaries or assistants, whatever. And I was the only female and I was the youngest. The average age was like, you know, 40 and families and guys and that was their career. And I was kind of thrown into it. Uh, I, I think I'm a bet. That's what it, is. it was kind of like a bet. They were wanting, they, were, they told me, well, as soon as you fail, you, let, you know, just let us know you can have the customer support position in the front. So <laughs> I said, well, you know, good luck with that. So four years later, I, here I am, I'm number one in the country. So I was beating people in LA, New York, Chicago. Like we're being, I was being all the cities and I was in this small town called Fort Worth, Texas. So I was being them. That's why I call it being the big boys. My book called being the big boys. And then, um, I got fired because of it, <laughs> Wow, <laughs> which is super weird in itself. There's a lot of twists and turns there, but basically I got fired and I got fired a lot of reasons and a couple of things. One is and people have a hard time hearing this and it's just true. Um, they said to me, well, you're a woman and you shouldn't have done so well and you're beating all the boys and they're upset about it. <laughs> so you're fired, you know? And, uh, because I was like half their age and I was beating them numbers. Right. So they got upset about that. So they, the, the woman boss I had, uh, fired me. <laughs> so super weird. They gave all my accounts to my male assistant. Um, so that was an interesting thing. And so I said, okay, well, whatever that was, I'm not sure what happened, but I don't want that. That's all I knew. I didn't know anything else. I didn't want to go back to corporate America and build something because it's sales. You build your business um, and then have it taken away from me. So I saw this infomercial one day. It's a true story. I'm sitting there it's like six months later 
um, I had a little money so I could, you know, didn't have to jump into something, but I was just like, I'm not sure what I want to do. Cause everyone's like, let's go to another job. I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm sitting there and it's watching this infomercial, Lori, no kidding. A girlfriend of mine just got married and her, her husband was flipping through channels on a Sunday and it stops at this infomercial. It says something along the lines of like, do you want to control your life? Do you want to, you know, own your future? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> whatever that is, I want it. So they said, come to the tomorrow one o'clock in North Dallas. And I'm writing down the location. I lied to everyone and tell them I'm going home or something. I lied. And I went to the seminar, uh, it's a 90 minute presentation. And they pitched me on a $3,000 program on how to buy and sell houses or something. Right. And I'm thinking to myself, I can't do $3,000. Right. And then all of a sudden they met said the magic number. They said, well, for your spouse, it's a thousand. And I nudged the stranger dude next to me. And I'm like, Hey, can I be your spouse? They're like, sure. So I had a thousand dollars in my card. Had that. So I run to the back of the room. like, hi, I'm his spouse, Jason, Bob, whatever your name is. Last name Smith. Sure. So I just, you know, totally lied and said I was his spouse and he's lying. Everyone knew we were lying, but you know, they gave, they took my money. Right. So that what happened is I started, um, they were like noticing me like, who's this girl? We're all know she's lying. We'll take her money anyway. What's her deal. And, uh, started to talk to the people in the back of the room, people running the event. And next thing you know, they're like, well, Hey, why don't you travel with us? Why don't you, uh, work with us? And they're like, okay. So I moved to Florida. I started traveling the country. That's how I got into, in, into entrepreneurship. So I started the quote unquote business they taught me. And then at the same time, I'm teaching people why they should. So I'm, I'm doing it on the side and I was independent contractor and know what that was. What's a 1099? They go, well, you need to create an LLC and then down and on it goes, right? So that's really what happened is I actually started working for myself and i.e. working for that company at the same time as an independent contractor, traveling the country, helping people start and start small businesses. Super weird, huh? That very interesting story. And, and, and on the front end of that is you're you, just the, you know, why you were let go and just because, yeah. you know, you basically were intimidating the crap out of all these men. I mean, my, right. jo- my jaw yeah. just like dropped behind this microphone. I could, I wish you could just see my facial expression well, like, oh my God. Yeah, this is the South. This was 1999. And this was also SBC Global, which was a very old, old, old school company. Right. I mean, yeah, old school telephone. It's mom bell, they call it, right? So there was a lot of deep seated corporate and that's just they like they didn't like the fact that I was a female and I was beating them so they fired me <laughs> crazy well, I know but it Here turned into something super awesome for you because who knows yeah. if you would have you know gone on this new adventure if that would have never right. happened so right would have never left yeah I would have never left yes it's actually absolutely a positive thing of course <laughs> so let's move into some networking discussion here um, yeah To some people, networking is a very scary word that invokes fear, hesitation, and uncertainty. I want to remove some of that fear as I ask you this next question. Um, Share with me your most successful or favorite networking story. Hmm. Networking story. You know what's interesting? I've taken that word completely out of my um, vocabulary. So I do a ton of events. I started, like I said, back in 2001, I started traveling the country doing events. And when you're at an event, you know, um, and everyone's there of like mind. They're all there for a reason, either to learn or whatnot. You just meet people. And so I think networking, I just don't like that word, but networking is really about meeting people. 
And one thing that I find interesting, because uh, I do a lot of uh, local events here in Austin, I find it when I just meet people like, so what do you do? How are you doing? What's your, what, what are you up to? What's your, like, what's your deal? It's a better conversation than like, hello, my name is Heather and here's my business card. You know, I don't have, I don't, I don't carry business cards mainly because nowadays if I want to connect with them, I'm like, let me connect with you on Facebook. And then I see their kids. I'm like, oh, you got a dog, you have five kids, whatever. And it's a conversation. I definitely was taught that at Southwestern Bell. We went through all these like, you know, uh, Dale Carnegie and uh, kind of training. And part of that networking training was about making about them, of course, but really asking them questions other than like, what do you do for a living? And that was a Heather highlight for the entire interview. Check out the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook when you text the word SEXY to 7200. Again, text the word SEXY, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200 and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.